Come Holy Spirit, take our minds and think with them. Take my lips and speak with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The way that Jesus calls us to is a way of love. It's a way that is less chosen, less traveled. And if we are going to love, it is a way of suffering because if you choose to love, you are committing yourself to suffering. If you choose not to love, you will also experience suffering, but it will be that painful, numbing sort of suffering that you experience when you've cut off yourself from community, cut off yourself from those who you are called to love. In our me-first world, there are wolves in sheep's clothing that preach a false gospel of prosperity. Janice Joplin hit it right on the nail's head. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Their message is that of health and wealth. And those, those are the surety, the surety that God has blessed them and God has bestowed on them because they have enough faith. Mary Chapin Carpenter, the popular singer, has a song, I don't know if she wrote it or somebody else wrote it, but she obviously had run into one of these prosperity gospel folks. The words in the song say, I sat alone in the dark one night, tuning in by remote. I found a preacher who spoke of the light, but there was brimstone in his throat. He'd show me the way according to him in return for my personal check. I flipped my channel back to CNN, and I lit another cigarette. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Five hundred years ago, there was a mystic named St. John of the Cross. St. John of the Cross wrote these words five centuries ago. And I saw a river over which every soul must pass to reach the kingdom of heaven. And the name of the river was suffering. And I saw the boat which carries souls across the river. And the name of the boat was love. Jesus calls his followers to the inevitable gift of suffering. The inevitable gift that love always brings. He invites them to take up their cross daily and follow him. In that wonderful movie called Shadowlands, it's done back in the 1980s, Anthony Hopkins played C.S. Lewis in that movie. The movie is about C.S. Lewis and him meeting Joy Davidman and ultimately courting her and getting married to her and then she became ill with cancer and he had to go through her death with her. He knew what suffering was in the movie. He loved greatly and he suffered greatly. 
In the movie, before he meets Joy Davidman, C.S. Lewis is talking to a group of women, I suppose it was some sort of a Bible study, and he talks about a letter he has received from a woman in reference to an accident that occurred when 20 young Marines were killed when a bus veered off the road and ran them over in a town called Chatham. And he says that the woman asked some very fundamental questions. He says, the letter asked, where was God on that December night? Why didn't he stop it? Isn't God supposed to be good? Isn't he supposed to love us? Does God want us to suffer? What if the answer to that question is yes? See, I'm not sure that God particularly wants us to be happy. I think he wants us to be able to love and be loved. He wants us to grow up. I suggest to you that it is because God loves us that he makes us the gift of suffering. To put it another way, pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. You see, we are like blocks of stone out of which the sculptor carves the forms of men and women. The blows of his chisel, which hurt us so much, are what make us perfect. Now, I'm not sure if C.S. Lewis ever said those exact words. Hollywood probably hired some theologian type to write them. But C.S. Lewis did write a book called The Problem of Pain. I'm sure he said similar things like that in his lifetime. prosperity Jesus calls his followers to is spiritual prosperity, not material. The gifts of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They're not a Mercedes-Benz or a color TV. Of course, Jesus knew his followers' need for their daily bread. But he didn't promise them shares of Panera Bread. <laughs> the great philosopher Soren Kierkegaard talked one time about going to the cathedral there in Copenhagen. As he made his way toward the cathedral, he ran into men who were hungry and begging for food, their daily bread. He saw men curled up by doorways, getting out of the cold. He went into the great cathedral and the sun was streaming through the beautiful stained glass windows onto the floor of that space. The great procession started with the processional cross and the bishop and the priests and the choir and finally the deacon coming into the church. The deacon took up the jewel-encrusted Bible and read the words of Jesus. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And Kierkegaard said that a miracle occurred in that place that day. Nobody laughed. Nobody laughed at the incongruence of this great wealth being displayed while the poor were huddled up next to the door of the cathedral.
churches, like their individual members, can become consumed with material things. This can be a distraction and hinder the church's ability to do outreach. The church exists to do ministry inside its walls as well as outside its walls. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He taught them to ask for their daily bread. He taught them to ask for the forgiveness of their sins and to forgive others. He taught them to be persistent in prayer. He taught them to ask and to seek and to knock, but not for material things. He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit those who ask him. The riches he taught them to seek were the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let us by all means seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That kingdom resides beyond a river of suffering and the boat that crosses that river is called love. I believe our choice in life is not between pain and no pain. It's not between suffering and no suffering. It's not between prosperity and no prosperity. Our choice in life is whether we will grow up and learn to love and be loved. Let us open our hearts to the Holy One who once said, If any want to become my disciples, let them deny themselves, take up their cross.